Welcome to another edition of the Puro Pinche Primos. Hola, primo, primas. Welcome to another episode of the Puro Pinche Primos. I'm your primo from another tío, Luis Velasquez. That is your primo from another tía, Christopher Costello. What is going on, Chris? How's it going, man? It's good. Another week. It's good. It's almost summertime. Kind of. I don't know what the weather's like in New York, but here in Idaho, it is still cold. Pobrecito. It is still freezing <laughs> in the morning. I sent, I sent you a pic of this weekend when I decided to go on a walk. And in the middle of the walk, freezing rain and snow started to hit in May. And it just made me depressed. Yeah, yeah. It's been 50 degrees out here, but it's now climbing into the 70s. It's getting nice. Uh, yeah, I feel bad that Idaho is X in May. All that being said. Yeah, shout out to all of our people in San Antonio who are. It's warm out there. It's hot. Yeah, they just hit 100 degrees, I think, over the weekend is the earliest recorded date in history that they've hit 100 degrees back to back days in San Antonio. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, uh, we'll be down there at the end of this month. My daughter, shout out to Gabriela. She'll be graduating high school. And, uh, so we'll be going down there and I don't know what to wear. I don't have Texas clothes anymore. I don't have 100 degree outfits. So I don't know what to do. I don't know what to wear. Like, do I wear basketball shorts? Is that, can I wear basketball shorts to the graduation? I think if you wear dark colored shorts, like if you were just like black ones, then those are kind of be like your formal shorts ah. and you can pull that off. Will my daughter let me get away with that? I think she will. She just won't acknowledge you after the graduation. Afterwards, She'll just no say pictures. like, I don't know who this yeah, guy is. No She'll just walk past you. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame her. That's cool. That's fine. But I'll be comfortable. Right? <laughs> also, like the rough part of, of graduation is... Uh, you don't know this being a Costello, right? Is uh, you have the privilege of being, uh, you know, a Costello and being one of the first ones called in graduations. But being a Velasquez, that's rough. Yeah, it's rough. Like, I think the graduation starts around one, which means her name's not gonna be called till about five thirty, six, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be mad if people left after I was called. I, mean, I went to a graduation once for someone. I'm not even going to say who it was for. But I remember that I had a broken foot during the graduation. And I was like, as soon as they, I let the, the person's parents, I was like, look, no disrespect to the rest of the, the graduates. But the minute that the kid is called, I'm out of here. And I, was, and I couldn't leave, though because I was riding with someone I was like but I'll wait in the car and I <laughs> definitely posted up in the car <laughs> with my foot up and was just like yo I'm waiting this graduation out now we're telling our age here what was your graduation song you remember that I think like there was that what's that their one green day song who was like everybody oh yeah that's right. Everybody's graduation song. 
uh, time, time of life. Yes. And yeah. then, of course, which probably was. I mine. believe I can fly. Was also another. Hell one. no. Yes. Hell no. That's terrible. <laughs> That's one. Let me say this. That song in general mm-hmm. is terrible. What are you talking? People about? People love that song, and people love when it came out. That shit is terrible. It's just some trash ass. Gen- That's as Whoa. generic as the as the are speeches that we hear. That Let me also say that that man lyrically is a fraud, and how people listen to the bullshit that he comes up with, and the sound effects that he makes, and then repeats that shit is embarrassing. Listen, embarrassing. Listen, I understand the dude is trash. He's in jail, and he should be nah, in there nah. Before that, ever. Before but, that, you heard me hating on this dude. Yes, I know, like, and I never understand it. Like it was no doubt in my mind that. R. Kelly is the greatest R&B artist of all time. Of all time. This is where you're going to insert some sort of like trash sound effect for your <laughs> comment right there. Nobody. Who you going to call? Michael Jackson? No. Beyonce? Beyonce? No. Nobody got more hits than R. Kelly. Nobody. I'll wait. <laughs> That's why I stayed quiet. I, I let that shit ride so that you can edit that shit in there right now. <laughs> Oh, but he is. Yeah, I mean, we could just carry on because it's not an argument. Like, again, though, he's a horrible human being, and like, lock him up, throw away the key. But his music, I mean, he he was trapped in the closet for like eighty six freaking records. And they were all fire. That wasn't fraudulent to you. That wasn't like where you were like, clearly this person is taking us on a wild goose chase to fucking sell shit. And I stink was entertained. I was every time I, a new. Closet, I know you were. I knew the cloud was like, yes, I can't wait to see this midget. And what is he gonna do now? <laughs> it's it iconic. It was like that. Anyway, moving on. Let's move on. So there was a quote that, uh, as we, as we're trying to figure out what. You know, content what we're gonna do for for this episode. There was something that kind of I wanted to talk to you about. Um, Dirk Nowitzki. We all know Dirk Nowitzki. We hated him for such a very long time. He was a thorn in our side for plenty of games. He uh, as a Dallas Maverick. To me, do you think Dirk is the greatest uh, European player of all time? Could you say that? Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I think probably, yeah. And, you know, um, I consider Ginobili a European player, and Ginobili's my favorite player of all time, but... Is Ginobili you know, a just European on, player? He can't be a European I mean, he's South American, but what he played in all those leagues. He was an Italian league MVP. Do you need to go back to school? Is that, I mean, we're talking about graduation, but I think you need to take geography class again. He's Argentinian. Well, I mean, he dominated the Euro Leagues. Ah, and he invented the and, Euro Step. And yeah. as I mean, Ginobili is also most likely an Italian name. Like, like I don't think that he's full on Argentinian, but I want to believe that. And I'm not gonna, you know, we okay. know he's an Italian guy in South America. But even at the, in that case, even if that is true or not true. Dirk has still got to be ahead of him. And I think the thing where where I think like Dirk is if I'm not mistaken, 
in the top 10 all-time scoring mm-hmm. in the NBA. That's where he finished out. Um, I'm not sure if maybe Melo knocked him out of that spot, but either way, Dirk, yeah, I would say Dirk right now is the best European player of all time. So Dirk Nowitzki was in the uh, the news these past couple of days. He did a a, uh, a podcast, and Dirk, if you ever want to come on the Puro Pinche Primo podcast, you're more than welcome. We'd be glad to have you and discuss this quote. So the Dirk came out on uh, this podcast with Alex Kennedy, and he says, I keep thinking whether the last two years in the NBA were really worth it. If I had quit two years earlier, I could probably move better today and play soccer with kids sometimes. I can't do all that now. So to me, that's very, very interesting. Um, it just it it hits home for me. Um, I those of you that don't know or just listening, I uh, spent 18 years in the army. I was medically retired. I had back surgery, and uh, I felt this quote if you know what I mean like I just like I, I I saw this quote and then I heard it and I heard him say it on the podcast and I just felt every every word of it what do you what do you think about what do you take away from from just that quote of uh, if I had quit two years earlier I could probably move better today and play soccer with kids sometimes you can't do that now yeah I, you know my first reaction, damn, this is messed up. My first reaction was, no shit, bro. <laughs> like, like, what did you think was going to happen? I mean, that guy couldn't walk for the last couple of years of his career. I remember thinking, like, why are you even playing? The last season, I mean, on that, like, farewell tour, the guy was, like, hobbling every single time with the floor. Like, it was painful to watch. I, and I felt bad for him then. I don't feel bad for him now hearing this quote, like, what do you think? Like you thought you were going to be just fine. And the reason that, you know, I think I'm not as uh, sympathetic is just that like, you, you, we know why you came back. You got paid millions of dollars. Right. And then think about like your situation, like you can't just be like, nah, you know what I mean? Like, and most people in those situations can't just like stop their jobs and their careers to, for injuries or for whatever reasons it may be, right? People have to work and, and survive and pay their bills. He didn't have to do that. He, he could have easily bowed out and been good. Yeah, I think he got paid like, I think it was like 34, 35 million. And he played like a total in those last two years of like 55 games. Like he was definitely hobbling out there. What I took from it was... um just not knowing going going through retirement and going through retirement and I think that a lot of these players whether it be uh, basketball football sometimes baseball baseball guys can retire like freaking at the age of 70 they were so old out there but uh, of retiring such at a young age right where mm-hmm. usually when people retire from their jobs or stuff like that they're you know in their 60s and uh so when you retire so young like me okay again again another reason why you retire so young and it's been your whole life you're still young and trying to figure out what's next right 
and you know is base is basketball everything right is football everything was 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 the army to me was that it, it was everything and that's who I was and that's who he was basketball um I will say this being money aside like I get where you're get your point where you're like you, you did it for the money I don't think he did it for the money as much as much as he didn't he didn't want to stop playing right I'm gonna interrupt there just because I don't think he would have done it for less money he did he had a negotiation in those years for for taking money and I don't know if that was because he thought they had a chance to win but those teams weren't built to win no those teams there it was I think it was a transition of from him to Luca, right? Like he was trying to get that past the torch. That was before then, right? That wasn't the like Porzingis. No, no, he was. He played his last year. I think was Luca's first year. Like they played, they played together for a little bit. If I'm not mistaken, maybe I'm mistaken. But I, yeah, I, I feel like I remember them being on the court together. Um, maybe. I'm going to have to double check that. And if I'm wrong, then I'll just edit it out and I'll never be wrong. Yeah. Ultimately, I don't think that this guy fully realized what he's saying. And also, you know what? That quote, I only saw it on, um, like, uh, written. And I don't know the context of that interview. So I don't know if it sounded like he was not necessarily placing blame, but kind of upset at the situation with regards to either the team or basketball itself or if he just like was saying it with regards to his body but you know in those situations kind of like you only have some like the only person you have to blame is yourself and I think the thing for me in those moments with like millionaires who already know that their bodies are messed up and know that they're not going to win a championship is if you are doing it for like the love of the game at the same time you have to know you, like you know your body you know that you're not gonna pull anything off in that way right and so why aren't you already thinking about how that's gonna affect you in the long run and, and whether or not you're gonna be able to like let alone you know it's one thing for like his kids but let alone for himself like do you think that you're gonna be able to actually like just be functional in the near future based off of what you're going through I think that it's it's hard. Your body, your your body, and your mind are two totally different things. In your mind, you can get through. In your mind, I can do this. I can do this. I'll be all right. And he's he's dealt with that, right? Like his whole career, I can just push through it, right? And so it's hard, and it gets to an age, and you get to a point in time where it's hard. Your body is telling you something. But your mind is like, no, we got this. And so me, personally, at the age of 30 is when I started having back problems. Right? And my first checkup on my back, my doctor told me, oh, this mumbo jumbo of what's going on with my back. I was like, what are you talking about, doc? Like, I don't know what any of those words mean. Right? And she, and she told me, she's like, look, you pretty much got have the back of a 65-year-old man. And you need to take it easy. And you need to, you know... If you don't want to have this affect you in the long run, you need to start taking it easy now. I got a question for you. Are you you one of those guys that 
in injury, not the back thing, but like in general, that you know yourself as someone that like comes back early from injuries or pushes through or or you someone that like rehabs and goes slow and, and comes back from things you know yeah. with like a timetable no i was definitely i'm never good at that i'm never I, like i'm always pushed through and that's kind of the culture of and i would think sports along with military like you're told like you gotta go our thing was suck it up and drive on right yeah you're hurt so what drive on we still got a mission to do you gotta do this and it's kind of the same thing i think a lot of the these uh athletes go through Right, especially professional athletes who are out there, and when we talk NBA playoffs, when we talk about Joel Embiid, of of you've got to go out there. You're hurt, okay? So what? We got the playoffs, like you can't be hurt, right? That's yeah, it's his face. Yeah, it's his face. It's his it's his, his hand. Face. It's his hand, right? Like he still got a torn ligament in his shooting hand that we forget because now his face hurts, like he's just beat up. But if he doesn't come back, right? The narrative is going to be like he's not tough and he didn't, you know, he should have came back. And what kind of what kind of player is he that he didn't come back and, and go through injury during playoffs? That's going to be the narrative. You think so? You think that people would write? I, I can see the, the hand thing because you can't. It's not like as visible. But you think that if like players injures or fractures their face like that, that, that the next year people would blame them in yeah. that way for I, not coming back? I, I mean, they did. Really? Their face? I don't think. Did you see yes, the game? What was uh, game five? Game six? Game five? Game yeah. five. At halftime, already Shaq and and Charles were already trashing him. Yeah, I mean, right? they were I already really trashing him. Guys. So yeah, I feel like with guys like that, I feel like facial injury, like particular injuries, people are kind of like, nah, you're not. Like, how are you supposed to come back from that, right? Or ligament tears knees and things like that i've never been a like i'm gonna push through this injury thing and i think that 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 came from like the exam like i had a coach in high school that was like you are not going to rush like getting healthy like you're gonna make sure you heal all the way and i remember thinking that as like this guy's a hard ass and is always pushing us for stuff and so the fact he's like nope for me, it was like, oh yeah, that's how you take care of yourself, right. right? Like, is that you make sure that you can, like, that you can last. That longevity is the key, versus just coming back for like a particular injury. Although, I did get hurt at one point in the season, and he was like, no, your ass is playing next week. So, maybe that doesn't actually always <laughs> well, match up. You know, I tore my ligament in seventh grade playing football, right? And when I tore my ligament, it was in practice, and I got hit. I got speared with a helmet right in my knee, right? And I'm on the ground, and I'm shaking, like, ah, you know, in the tears. And Coach came up to me. He was like, what's the matter? And I was like, I don't know, Coach. I heard something pop in my knee. And he was like, bull crap, get in the huddle. And I was like, okay. And so I'm hobbling. And this is seventh grade, right? I'm hobbling. And I That's get, some Texas shit right there. It's very much in Texas. I'm hobbling. I get in the huddle. It's another play call for me, right? The coach is like, "You're gonna suck this up," and so I get That's down. I get down. You must on my see thought you were a weakling. 
<laughs> I get down to my stance and then hike and I like try to push off and I just crumble, right? I just crumble like my leg was not doing any of that. And then the next day, you know, we finally go to the hospital that night, find out I tore a ligament in my knee. Next day I go to go back to school. I'm in crutches. Coach is like, what happened? And I told him like I tore a ligament and he was like, oh, I guess you did hear something pop, huh? And I was like, yeah, coach. And I was, you know, was, yeah. Did. Those people should not be around children. Should not be around <laughs> children. I agree. That's just I some agree. fucked up shit. Hell no. But going back to Dirk's quote, right? Um, I do. I feel. I feel a lot of sympathy for him, and I. I get the the pushback of well, you knew you were getting all this. When I when I I knew, like I just said, the doctor told me. I need to stop. Like, I need to quit. I need, not necessarily stop beating an arm, but I needed to take it down the level. Right? And worry about your back. And I didn't. And I pushed. And I pushed. And I pushed. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, <laughs> she'll tell you all the time. She's like, I told you. I told you. Right? And now that I am retired, and the... Uh, the thing that always pushed in my mind was always suck it up and drive on, right? I never felt like that that I'm feeling this pain that I can't lead these soldiers, right? I can't show these soldiers that I'm hurt. We need to go do this stuff, right? I'm their leader. We need to go do this stuff. So I felt like Dirk was like that. Like he was like, I'm the leader of this team. We may not be good, but if I'm not out there, you know, showing them that you know, even though that I'm hurt, that I'm out there trying, what's going to make them try, right? And just trying to be that later. But as you retire, and as I'm retired, um, just looking back and just realize how dumb thinking that was, right? How, like, that mindset that, and I would just say that, that masculinity mindset of, you know, so what, I'm in pain, who cares? I need to go do this. Like I regret it so much. And the 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 quote that the part of the quote that says that he's not able to play soccer with his kids sometimes. And like I just felt everything about that and to a point where like I was I was teary eyed just listening to that. And like like I'm finding back now is that um, like I can't hold, you know, I can't hold my daughter, my three-year-old daughter as much as I can, as much as I like, as much as she would like, because I'm in so much pain, right? I can't, uh, Ariana was, was getting into sports and she was playing basketball and I didn't feel comfortable. So I was wondering to get into sports and like, yeah, I'm going to be the coach, right? And so I didn't feel comfortable being her coach because I couldn't guarantee that I would be you know good enough physically to be out there and be her coach right like I couldn't make that commitment that I know because with back problems like I'm in pain all the time like all the time like the my pain level is on the best day is like a 5 or 6 right and some days it's a 10 11 and I can't do anything right and you just never know like I don't, I don't know Today was a good day. Today was like a five or six. But to, I mean, tomorrow, you know, could be 10, 11, 12, right? <laughs> anyway, 
let's move on. Let's move on. Again, Dirk Nowitzki, I don't care what my primo says here, right? I got your back. I feel for you. Take Dirk, care of yourself. You did it to yourself. Take care of yourself now so that in the future that you can have more time. And, and to my younger audience out there, uh, and to my, any of my soldiers that are listening, and I, and, I, and I do not get that out of the military right now. Do not suck it up and drive on. Go take care of yourself because in the future, guess what? And I learned this the hard way. The Army will move on without you. Just like basketball moved on without Dirk Nowitzki and Dallas Maverick moved on without Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki, everything else will move, will move on without you and keep rolling and leave you in the dust. All right, so just take this. Do not suck it up and drive on. If you're hurt, take care of it. If you're hurt mentally or physically, take care of it. Whiskey, and we've got that conversation over with. Let's go ahead. Let's transition this into the NBA playoffs, man. So here we are in the second round. By the time that we record again for next week, we'll be in into the uh, conference finals by then. Um, so I'm wondering, Primo, what is your take on just the NBA playoffs right now? What do you see? What's good? What's bad? What's the big stories that you got? You know how I feel about Stephen A. Smith, but I'm going to echo one thing that Stephen A. Smith said recently that I do agree with. I miss LeBron in the playoffs. LeBron <laughs> makes it very different, but I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to go into I'm just talking gonna, about LeBron. I want to say this. Uh, that's two weeks in a row that you said that you don't like Stephen A., but you agree with what he's saying. So maybe you do like what he's saying. He's had these particular statements that I agree with, but with, uh, with regards to the playoffs, I think the playoffs have been really great. I think they're really great for basketball. And yet, there's no like particular guy, like star player, that I'm just like, oh yes, I gotta see this. It, probably the only exception is Steph Curry. Um, but the rest of them, I mean, and they're all impressive. This is the thing. It's like really good, like really good games. Um, and and great series right now in the second round. So I'm actually really impressed with like these organizations and teams, and yet there's nobody that you know what this is what it is there's nobody that's gonna make me watch those west coast games like i'm not staying up late for those guys <laughs> um and so you know where if and i'll say this again if lebron was playing late i'd probably watch it yeah. um maybe even like kevin duran or Kyrie which I hate to say because I don't like those guys, but I would watch those guys. That's, I think so There's nobody left that I'm, like, obsessed over watching. Yeah, there's no bad guys left, right? There's nothing. If that's why, if if you don't have a team to root for, to me, it's always my second favorite team was always the team that I hated and whoever is playing them, right? So, like, in, in football, we're Titans fan. My second favorite team in 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 football is whoever's playing the Dallas Cowboys that week. Right? That's just that's the way that there's no villain left, right? I will actually push back on the fact that the the especially the second round. Like there's not really good basketball games. There's a good series. I think all these series now are gonna go six, seven games. But each game has been like pretty much a blowout with the exception of the uh, Golden State and Memphis series. Those games seem to always be tight. Every other game is either a blowout, 
Boston and then blow out Milwaukee and then back to blow out Boston, back to blow out Miami. Uh, in the Miami series, again, the first two games blow out Miami wins. The second two games blow out Philly wins. There's not really been it's competitive series, but not really competitive games to watch. And all the all the games to me personally have just been kind of boring to watch, with the exception of Golden State and Memphis. Like to me, that's the only series and the only games that have been good to watch. But it seems like a watch now that John Moran isn't going to come back and play. Yeah, and, and you know that brings me to like the star power thing like I feel like I feel that Golden State has so many good and great players and without John Morant like I don't want to watch anybody on Memphis there's nobody on Memphis that I want to turn on my TV to watch and so those things are rough I, I do think that this Milwaukee Boston series is probably the best series even though there's like lopsided thing, I think there is much more strategic and head-to-head moments and matchups and just aggressiveness that the other series don't carry. Um, I think I think that's and the I only think that's going to be the thing to watch. I think that's the only series right now that I don't know. Who's going to come out and win? I think all the other series, we already know who's going to win those series, right? I think the Boston-Milwaukee series is the only series that I don't know. It could go either way. Yeah, and the thing about the the Milwaukee-Boston series is that in that series, there is at least three guys from each team that could make a big shot at the end of a game. So it leaves you kind of guessing as to what the play is going to be that changes the game. Where I think that that's really different when it comes to all the rest of the series. Like, John Moran's going to take the final shot every time. We know what's going to happen in those other series, but in this Boston-Milwaukee series, we don't know who's going to take that last shot. I will say that I am surprised that Dallas has came back and made this a series. I was told you, you, you've been on Phoenix to sweep everybody and they ain't sweeping nobody. Yeah, I am. Surprised. And honestly, I think I, I had a student today, which not that, but he he is a basketball head. But he was like, "Golden State's gonna sweep Phoenix." <laughs> I don't buy that, but I do think it's gonna be much more lopsided than people think. Uh, I don't. I think it'll be a good series. I think I like both teams' uh, tempo that they play in. They're they're not boring to watch. Uh, I think actually I think Phoenix is actually a deeper team than than uh, Golden State is. I think they have uh, more off the bench than uh, than Golden State does. But Golden State has the more obviously the more star power than uh, than Phoenix does. Yeah. So I don't know if you just saw this, but. Right now, there is two minutes left. Mm-hmm. Boston is up 105.99. But Al Horford just had a putback dunk where he ran running through the lane, got an offensive rebound in the air, and put it back in. And I didn't initially believe it, but I think you're right. I think that the Grito 
is giving good luck to everybody that gets shouted out because Al Horford is playing out of his mind. In game four, the last game they played in this series, he had a career playoff high of 30 points, which I can't believe that even happened, but he was balling. And this most talk him after Giannis dunked on him. And I think her response was like, yeah, this is where the books fucked up. And they were like, I know that look. He is pissed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, this is the one series that I don't know the outcome. Like, I don't know who's going to come out of this. I think, though, whoever does come out of this is going to the NBA Finals. Um, I hope that it's Milwaukee because I like Giannis. And I would like to see Giannis versus Curry in the Finals. That would be the the star power that it needs I think in order for us to yeah watch it. I agree so they need okay. those guys they need him out of the east yeah. yeah that Miami Philly series is like super lopsided I don't know that that that, that uh, series is gonna get any more interesting but it's really all just based on Embiid yeah he's and depending hurt, on what we, Embiid talk- we talked about that earlier like his he's just he's beat up man and I think in in a normal situation that he would not be be playing right now. If it wasn't the playoffs, he would of course not. not be playing. And so, uh, you know what? You know what? Chris, um, this game right now is is too crazy right now. I think we <laughs> just get hold on playoff talk. Let's see what's going on right now. It is Milwaukee, Boston, 105-105 with thirty seconds to go. Giannis got 39 points and 11 rebounds on 16 of 27. I think he's telling everybody that he is still the MVP. Yeah. It's still him. Ooh. Was that a foul? Tatum's going out of the line. Yep. Look at that. Yeah, that was a foul. Another Spurs coach. Both of these guys. Both of these guys are Spurs coaches. The only ones that weren't Spurs, Spurs coaches right now, I think, is Doc Rivers. Didn't have anything to do with the Spurs. And, uh... Well, he uh, played for the Spurs. Oh, he did play for the Spurs. Yeah. He's, he, we were at a game where yeah. he played for the Spurs. He wore number 25. I remember. Yep. He <laughs> gave one of the best Tatum unintended Tatum. assists we've Tatum ever seen. Tatum that was a game against Orlando. Giannis time and they called a foul but yeah um so Doc Rivers was a spur I forgot about that uh Spolstra who is a uh he's all Miami right there he yeah no he's but the Memphis coach I didn't realize the Memphis coach was an intern with the Spurs yeah I saw a picture of that I didn't know that either a picture of his sound Spurs. They called another foul. Yes, they did. Now we are at. There's 14 seconds left. Boston is up 107, 105. Giannis is at the free throw line. This is real time, guys. This is real time NBA playoff. As we're trying to record, this is finally, finally a good game to watch in one of these series here. Going down to the wire. Again, 14 seconds left. They called a timeout. 
trying to freeze Giannis. Giannis isn't that great as a, as a free throw shooter either. So these aren't necessarily uh, gimmies here. Yeah, blood about to go in his eye. Uh, oh, 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 my goodness. So Giannis hits the first free throw. Misses the second free throw. Porters gets the rebound. Puts it back up. It is now Milwaukee 108. Boston 107. With 11 seconds left in the game. Dun, dun, dun. This is what NBA basketball is supposed to be about. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Of the dead space. But we're again, we're watching this game. 6.6 seconds left in the game. Was that smart? Marcus Smart just went to the cup, got rejected by Drew Holiday. Yep. And Easy rejection, too. It was great defense yeah, by Connaughton, yeah. though. Because that was help defense. And then did he get it off of him? He did get it off of him, right? Yes. I be- I... Whose ball is it? It looks like it's Buck's ball because Holiday, after the block, Udoka stays in bounds and then throws it off of Marcus Smart's chest. Somebody send a message to Udoka. Tell him that Al Horford <laughs> has the good luck charm of the Puro Pinche Primos. Okay. If he want to win this game, Al Horford's got to take the shot. Again, we're at 6.6 seconds left in the game. Milwaukee's up 108 107. It's crazy basketball time. You know, this game so much, I feel like, represents the way basketball plays out for, for teams. Like, Boston should have had this game, and Milwaukee comes back, and it's like, how did Milwaukee do this? And it's like, because they're the, form, they're the champs. Yes. And they that experience and that confidence just like you're able to pull off these games because you still just believe that you can win in any circumstance Milwaukee Milwaukee has the ball Giannis is about to pass it in again 6.6 seconds you're gonna have to foul right away who do you want at the free throw line there it is foul who is it Connaughton. Connaughton. Even if he makes these two, we're only down. They're only up by three. And so Boston still has a chance. But again, having that championship pedigree, right? Have they? And then you always hear these players say that there's not a situation that they haven't seen yet, right? So being down by what you said, they're down by ten going into this quarter. Like they've been in. They were down by ten with like five minutes left. (laughs) Oh. Do they not have any timeouts? Oh, right there, he's wide open. (gasps) He lost the ball. (laughs) Drew Holiday. Yo, Drew Holiday. Two times. Two times. Drew Holiday with the big defensive play. That is a wrap. Milwaukee he just Marcus up. Smarted, Marcus yeah. Smart. Milwaukee goes up three to two. That it's is playoff basketball. That's 
baddest playoff basketball. Again, I think you're right though. This this it may be a wrap. Maybe a wrap on the series. Right Yo, there. the that thing is, is, this whole thing, Tatum is all by himself on the right with no one, no one even near him, man. <laughs> So let's go ahead and on that point, let's go ahead and wrap up this uh, NBA playoff talk that we had. Um, like I said, by the time we were able to record again, we we'll probably we we'll have the results of uh, Eastern and Western Conference. So who do you have going in? I think uh, we can, Puro Pincho Primos can pretty much say Phoenix is for sure going into the Western Conference Finals. Will you say that? Yes. I'm going to go with Phoenix. And I'm going to go with Golden State. Golden State. And then Milwaukee, for sure. Like, this is the only one that I believe we didn't know. But after this heart-wrenching game, the heart taken out of in Boston. Yeah, in Boston. That's the thing. There's going to be a lot, a lot of alcoholics on the streets tonight. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I've, I've got Milwaukee and then uh, the Heat definitely should be, I, I believe they're going to wrap this up in game six also in Philadelphia. So you heard you know, it here first. I don't know that, Go ahead. yeah, I don't know that the Heat make it out of that round though. I don't think that, I think whoever wins this series is going to make it out of the East. Oh yeah, absolutely. If I somehow think, even Boston comes back. I think it's going to be, I, I think we're looking at definitely, and you can probably hear it here first. On the Puro Pincho Primos podcast, the NBA Finals, Golden State and Milwaukee. We're calling it now. It's a wrap. Call up your bookie. Do the parlays. I don't know how betting goes. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Puro Pincho Primos are telling you right now NBA Finals, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Golden State Warriors. That's a wrap. So, one of our favorite segments of every week of our show the grito and this week's grito goes to carla esparza let them know who carla is yes primo our prima carla esparza is now a two-time strawway ufc champion now i know your feelings on mma know you don't enjoy the sport. I absolutely Not a sport. do. I was introduced to Carla Esparza many years ago. She was the first ever winner of the ultimate female winner of the ultimate fighter championship. She beat Rose Namajunas, Thug Rose. Then and again, she came up with a big upset this past weekend on UFC 274. Carla Esparza Mexican, Ecuadorian. Shout out to the prima. Hope you get, continue on and defending this title. You definitely deserve it. She has been a pioneer. She's been in this game for so long. Like I said, she came in into the UFC, won the first ever female Ultimate Fighter, got a uh, a title out of that. Um, she lost it. It was a long road trip back, but she fought, she fought, she fought. She was a major underdog, a major underdog in this fight. 
with Rose Namajunas. Namajunas? I forget how to say her name. We call her Thug Rose in the MMA uh, industry here, okay? Chris, well, I'm going to bring you into MMA, Chris. Like, you're going to have to, you're going to have to jump ship. You ain't. You're going to have to come in MMA. Anyway, she beats Thug Rose, becomes a two-time champion. Shout out again, Carla Esparza, the prima herself. All right, here we go. Let's move on to this segment. The segment is called The Wheel of King Adela. Yeah, that's right. It's time for the Wheel of King Adela. We've got some hot topics coming up on this on this wheel today. Let's get right into it, primo, and spin it. Here we go again. I don't know what's going on in the universe, but we have another topic. Chris Paul versus fans. A few stupid, idiotic fans. Yes, that's right. For the third week in a row, fans are crazy. Fans are out there, and we have to talk about it here on the Puro Pinche Primos podcast. So those of you that don't know, Chris Paul was in the middle of a game. Apparently, his mother was getting harassed by some fans they got thrown out chris paul seen talking trash to what looked like a 14 15 year old kid saying i'll see you again i'll see you again threatening this kid there was a lot of stuff going on in this whole situation chris what is your take of this chris paul versus dallas maverick fans well i think first of all this is a uh, another example of texans not knowing how to act right you do not Damn touch it. people at games, right? Like, I think we know that as fans, the fastest way to start a fight is in any way to make contact with an opposing fan, right? Now, when you're at home for those games, I think it becomes a lot easier to try to mock the other team, but you don't mock a lady. And it seemed like these guys knew that she was related to Chris Paul. And we're doing it intentionally because she was related to Chris Paul. But I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, absolutely, fans. Again, stop being dumbasses, okay? Leave people alone. Enjoy the game. Pieces and pieces of the story just keep coming out. So the kid that we see actually getting thrown out doesn't seem to be the one that was actually doing the harassing. According to that kid, is he went up to uh, the concession stands. He was talking to some dudes. He was kind of bragging about his seats, bragging that he was so close to the Chris Paul family. Brought them down with him to this to this area. Then they started harassing the Chris Paul family, touching her, saying Happy Mother's Day. She was like, Thank you, but don't touch me. And they just kept touching him, kept touching her. Um, so again, fans, crazy. But one thing I will say though is Chris Paul, right? We always talk about the fans versus the players and and leave them alone also players leave the fans alone chris paul telling this kid 14 year old kid that i'll see you okay i'm gonna come for you i'm mad at it you know he didn't know like it wasn't even like again he jumped to conclusion it wasn't the kid that was doing the harassing it wasn't the kid that was touching his mother he just jumped, he jumped to conclusions, 
tell this little 14 year old kid I'll see you outside or whatever like come on man you gotta be better Both on both ends I think if you see security remove somebody your assumption is even though it's an assumption is it they got the right person right and I, I know you well enough I don't care the kid's 14 somebody touches your mama you're not gonna be okay with that yes i i agree i agree with that situation okay you're right i, I admit i'm wrong <laughs> somebody says my mama i don't care if you're 10 years old you're gonna cast these hands okay yeah. so uh i'll admit defeat i didn't know what i was thinking i apologize mama i love you mama, mama, you know All right, let's move on to the next subject. All right, sticking with basketball, we have to talk. This week, the MVP got announced. Joker got the award. There was a lot of back and forth on should it have been Joker, should it have been Embiid. A lot of people upset. I think that they got it right I think Joker was obviously from beginning to end of the NBA season was obviously the best player the most consistent player on a team that he had no help in to get his team to the playoffs as the fifth seed no they're the sixth seed as the sixth seed you can't do nothing with Joker right he is the best passer in the game right now he can Absolutely. beat you in the low post. He can shoot threes. Like, they got it right. And he's back-to-back. -back. I think people are just hating, honestly. They're just hating on him because they don't like his game. He's not flashy about it. Yeah, there's no reason to hate on him, but I do think that it's a really close call because of the positions that they both play that are the same, which is Embiid, and Embiid was the, the argument. I think Embiid's pretty pissed off that he didn't. Um, win that award <laughs> he, he had a statement today kind of just putting it on the, the writers which it's always easy to blame the writers and, and it is their fault when they get it wrong but I would argue that Embiid probably had more to deal with this season with the Simmons issue and being in Philly with that fan base that's, that's brutal and ruthless and a new GM and then having to bring in the, the person that you hate the most in James Harden. Um, I don't think it was an easy path for him. And he didn't know what to expect, where I feel like Jokic knew these guys were not coming back and knew that he, what he had to deal with and work with. And it's already a stable team with a, a strong coach and, and culture okay, there. Okay. Let's say let's take all that aside. Let's take all that aside. We're talking about most valuable player, not most valuable person that had to deal with all this other drama we're not talking about most valuable person who had to deal with uh, players being hurt most valuable player and this season joker is better than Embiid, hands down no talking about it down hands down yes i'm gonna i'm putting it all that hands down Joker is a better player this season than Embiid was. I don't know. I'm not too sure. But the reason that 
I'm not even going to argue and we can move on to the next one is that you take off Jokic off the Nuggets and you take Embiid off the Sixers and they're both trash. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to leave it at All that. All right, so I'm going to knock that up. You got the first round. I got the second round, obviously. All right, Joker deserves it. All right, move on to the next three. All right, the next subject. Oh, this guy always seems to be coming up. Okay. Antonio Brown goes on a, a podcast and for some reason decides that he can just go ahead and talk trash about Kaepernick. Saying stuff like Kaepernick doesn't know anything. Uh, he hasn't been in the hood. I haven't seen him in the hood. Helping out us. Like like AB is in the hood apparently. Uh, the fact that he's criticizing him for taking the money and, and, and taking off. And, and he doesn't believe that Cap. He just, I mean he just says so many different things about Cap. Uh, this is one definitely like you... You have to consider of the person who's actually talking. Pendejo. And saying all these dumb stuff. Antonio Brown. Okay. Antonio Brown needs a real quick reality check, Antonio Brown. And look in the mirror. And for you, out of anybody, to be criticizing Cap and saying that if he really wants to play, you're going to criticize Cap and say that he really doesn't play. The man who left in the middle of a game on his team and says, oh, that he still wants to play, that man is going to criticize Yeah, Antonio Brown is on his Kanye West tour. I believe Antonio Brown also just uh, either released or just finished recording a rap album, which if you've heard Antonio Brown speak, I don't imagine that he has more than like 20 words that he knows. Happy 38th birthday. And I hear it's your second anniversary wedding. I hear you've been working really hard as a defense attorney. What? And your birthday is here. Happy birthday. We celebrate you today. Quiet, you awful man. Hope your birthday is booming. But aside from that, the fact that I thought the most interesting part of that was not just the hood statement of like like as if Antonio Brown is just hanging out in every hood waiting for Colin Kaepernick to come by Antonio Brown is not someone who when they speak I'm listening to nor is he someone that I think holds any weight with regards to what any rational person would take as football or knowledge of anything and at this point the crew that he keeps says a great deal about where he's at mentally and yes he's rolling yes i mean again like you said the people he, he he's hanging out with kanye he is hanging out with uh money mayweather right and between all three of them i mean getting them if you if you ask them to read a book out loud like it's just i'm floyd mayweather and i, I i'm floyd mayweather and I've joined Heart Radio for the show. Your stripes, your, okay. I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I've joined Heart Radio for the show. Your stripes movement to support hiring vets. I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I've joined Heart Radio for the show. Your stripes movement to support hiring. It's, it's hard to hear, all right? 
Antonio Brown for you to criticize that Kaepernick is not doing anything for anybody in the streets. Just, I mean, it's such a quick, and I'm not sure if you know how to use it, but you go on Google and see all the stuff that his campaign has done, right? For people, for the Know Your Rights campaign that he's been so heavily involved in and, and getting people to learn know their rights when they get pulled over, know their rights when they're in jail, doing all this stuff like what? what? <sighs> Antonio Brown, just be quiet. Please go away with your trash ass rap album. Please go away from your trash ass. My foot hurts. Uh, I shouldn't be out here playing. I swear to God, like I I want him just to go away. Don't forget, this is a person that froze his own feet. <laughs> With that being said, let's move on to the next category. When when he runs for a living. (laughs) All right, here is our last one. And this is a a crazy situation. I wanted to talk about this for a while. Just haven't had the opportunity. But Trevor Bauer pitcher from the Los Angeles Dodgers has had an historic suspension from Major League Baseball. He's getting suspended for two years. Two years from accusations from a woman who, uh, you know, claiming to, to get beat up by them. They, they got together for a sexual encounter. They, Trevor Bauer was into some freaky stuff, and so she was, and uh, according to her accusation that he took it too far, she asked him to stop hitting her. He's, his, he was like, she was enjoying it. I mean, it's a crazy, the whole thing is, is just out of this world. But the, for me, the story is that the MLB... Um, did their own investigation and in their own investigation they decided that he should be suspended for two years what is your take on that yeah you know the whole situation that I was saying this before is such a gray area because it's their private lives because the things that they're choosing to do sexually is is gonna you know that can vary with anybody that's and particularly what you mentioned that this woman is known to have casual sexual encounters with with other baseball players which i'm not judging but the concern is that when you start participating in these types of essentially violent acts during sexual experiences and that you're the at least what's out there is that she's known for this becomes just a scary scary situation particularly because these are usually like huge men right they can take it too far and so my concern around this whole thing was just that not blaming this on this person but if this is now someone's reputation and now you're part of this act with someone and it does go too far as a player how do you know that you're in this situation with someone that you can trust that isn't going to try to manipulate the situation for money? And then on the other side, 
as as a woman, how do you put yourself in those positions with these men to then possibly be putting yourself in danger each time? And so I'm not here to blame you. And also it's just confusing for me of how does baseball determine a consequence for this? And then even on top of that, which is more confusing is that there are no charges against them currently for that. So all of it just seems like really doubtful in so many different areas for me. Um, and I'm not placing blame anywhere because I have no clue what actually happened between these two people. But it does worry me and scare me that there can be a understanding among players that there's women that you can do these things to. And that that's just like a norm. And that's, I think, the scariest part for me. All right, so a lot to unpack there. Um, I think, honestly, as far as the baseball, so baseball already has had a problem with Trevor Bauer before this, right? He's, he's had this back and forth when he talks to baseball it's about sticky stuff. Like, this is just added. Um, I do also want to say that in the investigation, Major League Baseball has said that they found other women that came out and said, yes, so he's also taking it too far with him with them okay right so it's not it's there not, it is it's not just a one yeah it's not just a one person thing uh, i applaud major league baseball for doing this as we talk and as we've been talking about the situation with deshaun watson and them not doing absolutely anything at all the nfl that is that major league baseball took the other the other stance and they I think they they overshot two years to me uh, because they know it's going to get appealed and it's going to get downloaded, right? So I I feel like they went two years knowing it's not going to be two years. And when he appeals it and it goes through all this stuff, it's going to get down to like a year, maybe. Okay. The whole other stuff you're talking about, like what happens in people's bedroom happens in people's bedroom, right? Until, and it's just something that we, we, we as men in general, as a society... Until it is uncomfortable for the other person, right? If they, and this is her her word, they set boundaries beforehand, right? We can do this stuff, but, you know, there is a boundary. And and if I tell you that we passed that boundary, then you need to stop. And according to her, um, he passed that boundary. He told her to stop. She told him to stop. And he didn't. And he kept going. And he was all in the moment. Again, this is her story. He was all in the moment. And and he kept hitting her. And he kept hitting her. And she just kept telling him to stop. And he didn't. Right. So at any point. Men. Men. At any point. That a woman says stop. And no. You need to stop. Right. It is not. The the, the argument of, of. And this is what Trevor about. Like she wanted it. This is what she likes. This is what... A woman can change her mind at any point in a sexual encounter. At any point, a woman can change her mind. And you as a man have to respect that and stop. Right? You went overboard. He went overboard. She didn't like it anymore. She asked him to stop. Again, allegedly, she asked him to stop. And he didn't. And he kept going. The fact that Major League Baseball also find other women... To back their story up, to back her story up, and say yes, he also did this with us. Two years, honestly, he he's gonna appeal it, 
it's probably going to get down to one year, but I don't think that there's going to be a team out there that's going to want one. And now time to close out our show with, I think this is, this might be surpassing the Grito for me, aside from the fact that the Grito seems to be bringing everybody good luck, but Tapao of the Week. <laughs> yeah, I love Tapao of the Week. Please, please let them know who we've nominated for Tapao of the Week. Do we have a good one for you, primos and primas? The Tapao of the Week has to go to the Miami Dolphins. Yep. That's right. I said it. The Miami Dolphins. And no, it's not football season. But somehow, they still get to get this award. And let me tell you why, Primo. Let me tell you, everybody listen out there, Primo, the Primas, why the Miami Dolphins are top out of the week. They put out a quote-unquote hype video out this week, okay? It was supposed to get the fans ready and excited with the new players that they have. They have one of the most electrifying players in the game, Tyreek Hill. So they show Tua, however you say his last name. Can you say his last name? Tagulavoa. No, I messed that up. Tua Tagula. Tua. Maybe we're top house. Okay. Tagulavoa. Nope, that ain't it. Two tag, two tag, oof. Yeah, we'll get top out. Don't be telling me I can't say it and then you doing that. (laughs) Well, listen. Tua. Tua, just Tua. Tua, anyway. So Miami Dolphins put out this hype video. They're out there in the practice field. Tua drops back. Looking good. Let's go of the ball. Looking good. It's a spiral when it comes out. And then you see as it gets to the height of it, it starts a little bit unwinding. The ball is starting to look like a punt. And on the other end is Tyreek Hill waiting on that pass to get there. And then they quote something to look forward to. Get ready. I hope you're ready, Miami Dolphins fans. And exactly... What I saw and what everybody else saw that I saw on Twitter clowning the Miami Dolphins was like, holy crap, does Tyreek Hill already regret going to the Miami Dolphins? It was a horrible pass. It was a pass that he had to stop. Like, if you would have taken another angle of that, you would have think that Tyreek Hill was fielding a punt. Right, he was just there, <laughs> flat-footed, waiting on this ball to get to him. So Miami Dolphins, just something to look forward to. Okay, get ready. It was amazing I, to me. I, f- I felt so bad because I was like, "Is this the best clip that they could come <laughs> up with? Like, is this the best play of the whole like the whole practice, practice session? or like candidate coming in? Like, oh my gosh, because." Like, their social media team definitely were like, this is the one. This is, this is the video. This is, oh, this is the moment. Or they were like, uh, I guess this is the one. Like, I don't know. Like, this. <laughs> You shouldn't have posted anything. Right. I bet you this is what happened. They're like, go out there, get a pass thrown to Tyreek Hill. 
yeah, and then they sorry. were like oh my god and they came back and they were like sir we got one but like no 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 buts post it let's get everybody and they're just like uh i don't know <laughs> they're probably asking y'all do a screen pass to me. <laughs> <laughs> when you first said that to me it made me laugh when you were pointing out that, like, you see Tyreek Hill catch it and then kind of, like, jog ahead with his head down. <laughs> and you know he's thinking, oh, shit. Oh, God. Like, what have I done? Let me curl, curl, it, cuddle up to my millions because that is all the happiness yeah. I'm going to have for this next year. It, it made me think of that, that, like, meme or, like, that, like, uh, posting of, like, where, they're, like, kids be like, watch this. And they do like a little jump and spin and be like wasting my fucking time. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> I feel what like that's how they feel with Tua. So those of you out there who have not seen this video, go ahead and Google Tua pass to Tyreek Hill. You won't miss it. It'll be the first thing <laughs> to pop up. Okay. Everybody is having a field day with this on Twitter. It was a horrible pass. It is definitely Miami Dolphins. Definitely something that you have to look forward to. For the rest of the year, is Tyreek Hill <laughs> waiting on his pass to get there? Right. I think he's realized. Okay, I'm gonna have to do 15 yard out. Like it's probably the uh, as far as we can go. Right. We're gonna do 15 yard outs. Maybe. <laughs> it was horrible, Miami Dolphins. Congratulations on getting the award of the power of the week. We look forward. For you to be multiple time winners as we go on <laughs> into the NFL season, okay, of the Bowser of the Week. Congratulations, yeah. Miami Dolphins. We'll see you again in the Brian Flores investigation. <laughs> well, that wraps up this week's show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Y'all make sure to like, comment, or review today's episode. You can find us on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram as Puro Pinche Primos. You can find us on all major podcast platforms or Google Puro Pinche Primos for our website on Captivate FM. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. Peace. Peace.